I want to bring this message that looking at reality and seeing what's going on in this in this physical reality does not mean that you are missing out on your possibility and your vision and the thriving life that you're creating for yourself. Welcome to the Goldmine Podcast. I'm Shauna Kathleen and I'm your host. If you're committed to creating your life and building the vision, come with me. Are you guys ready to hear about the night I almost died? I have been feeling like the story has wanted to come out and I might have shared it years ago. And I just wasn't sure why it wanted to come out and how I was going to utilize it to give value in the story versus me just telling the story. And I finally understand. At least this is the first step of how I can use this story to to create a picture and paint this picture and, and give you guys value through it. Because if you may know, I started doing human design readings and I've been doing those now for a few months. Um you know, publicly. And I keep getting in front of people who tell me that they are connected to their body, that their mind, I have them rate their mind-body connection on a scale of one to 10. And they'll tell me that they're connected to their body. And then through some work, through the human design reading, and through some things that I do, we actually find out that they're not. That they're like way not. And I find that to be super inspiring because I have so much I can teach and I am such a master at this and I've taught so many women how to integrate their mind and their body so they can create their life and build their vision and I feel so frustrated because half of the people that I read for are leaders and healers and entrepreneurs who support other people in their own emergence and yet these these men and women are still not integrated with their own body and don't know how to read that internal feedback beyond the simple the simple mad glad sad and this is not all of them that I read for because I know some of you might be listening and you'll be like well hey we did a reading and I was actually connected to my mind and body there there's a there's a small percentage of people that actually are that I've done reading for readings for and those readings are just as exciting as the people who don't actually have much knowledge here. This my attention right now is going towards all of those people who think that they have a connection that they do not. They don't. I've been teaching this long enough. I know the signs, I know the right questions to ask. I know how to get somebody to start to develop that mind-body connection and start to develop reading their internal feedback guidance system. And I can see as I support somebody and starting to develop that guidance system, I can see how I want to teach them so they're understanding. I can see how they're understanding. And by seeing how they're understanding what they're picking up and what language of mind they, they, can, they can understand, that shows me where they are on their mind-body mastery and their emotional mastery, okay? So I've done this for a very long time. I've taught over a 100 women mind-body connection easy. 
let alone all of the people that just listen to this podcast or watch my videos that have picked up value from me. And so I see this and it, it frustrates me because I think we have as leaders such a radical responsibility to understand how important that integration of mind and body are to to portray our soul frequency, if, if we want to call it that. We have a responsibility to see what's going on in our body to see how we may be reflecting that onto our clients or our students. We have a responsibility as we expand and build our own vision to learn how to allow the emotions to move through because in my experience, the more I pull back from listening and allowing my body to speak and say what it needs to say to me or just express and express what it wants to express as I'm moving through these expansive parts of my life, If I don't know how to do that, and all I know how to do is change my mindset and change the vision, and I don't know how to bring my body along for the ride, those changes are not sustainable. Never, ever are they sustainable. It's a quantum leap followed by a slip down the mountain, and then a quantum leap followed by a slip down the mountain versus sustainable change or these big quantum leaps that I'm not slipping down the mountain much after I made the big leap, this big, huge energetic change in my body that my body now gets to catch up with because I, I've, I'm practiced in learning how to let the body process and, and let emotions integrate. That being said, it's already been five minutes and as you can tell, this is a bit of a rant because there are so many leaders that are so talented and so heart-centered and if they had a a commitment to the mastery of their mind-body connection, just 10% more than they do, they could be even more powerful and more gifted and support more people and tap into their heart even more. And this is where the anger that I feel coming out, this, this, this is what I would call divine anger, like that last podcast I just released, because I'm not angry. I'm not angry at them. I'm not angry and calling them not good leaders or healers or saying that they can't do what they're doing currently, I feel angry that this is still so much of an untouched topic that these fantastic women and leaders and healers that I see are missing a part of of this flame of fucking impact and possibility and growth and potential. Because for some reason, they think that they're, they have this mind-body connection that they don't or that they don't to the capacity that they think that, I, that they do. And so I want to apologize because this is something that I have just been weaving into my coaching for so long, uh, my mentorship for so long and with my students. And I know that I could speak more about it publicly. And I, I found, I realized that this is one of those things. And I think you might understand me if you're a leader and and somebody who is creating impact. It was such an unconscious practice for me. My mind-body work, my emotional mastery, it was such an unconscious practice. Like, yeah, I talked about it. Yeah, I, um, I definitely made content about it. I definitely put it out there that that's what I'm teaching. And... These little subconscious practices that I do now, these little habits that I've created are so fresh and not conscious and not even uh, an idea in somebody else's mind. And I took 
my unconscious practices and I thought that everybody else understood them. And I felt that if I shared them that, oh, well, everybody knows, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that anxiety feels like this. Everybody knows that you can do this in order to support yourself in, in feeling better throughout the day or whatever it is. I just assumed that everybody knew. And now I'm getting all of these faces in front of me for these human design readings. And I'm seeing that that's not the case at all. And that these things that I've, I've been teaching for years privately to my private clients are like new pieces of information for some people. And so I, although I feel angry about this, this entire situation, I also am going to take my own responsibility and getting this information out there and getting the practices out there and, and the paradoxes out there and how we live in this paradox of, of human life. Okay, whatever that was, I feel like is over and I can move on to this story. I want to present a, a, a story to you to show you that sometimes it's more than just our beliefs that's going to get us where we want to go. Sometimes it's more and I want this to be as much as I feel, uh, as much as I feel resistance to call it this, I want to call this a reality check. And I feel resistance to call it a reality check because the term reality for a lot of people, at least a lot of people in my community and my sphere, that term reality feels really fucking limiting. And we don't want to see reality because we understand a lot of things about reality are an illusion and a lot of things about reality are our own mental construct. And listen to this story and hear me to, to teach you this concept of, of mind-body and how this integration of, of spiritual and earthly, spiritual and reality, right? Spiritual and human come together so beautifully in order to propel us to that next level in our vision and where we want to go versus just trying to change our minds and trying to change our beliefs to mirror a spiritual worldview, it does not support in the long term. So let me just get to the story so I can paint this picture for you because what I'm bringing in for you guys is, is when, we, when we focus specifically on our beliefs, right, on our thoughts, on our mindset, that's half of the equation. That's the mind, and I love the mind. The mind is great. The mind does great things. And it's time to come into the body. The body is where actualization happens. The body is where magic happens. The body is where we integrate as well. The body is the subconscious mind. And when we can learn to read the body, we can learn to read our subconscious mind. Okay, so this is the night I almost died for the second time. I had been sick for a while, um, probably like eight months before I was at the hospital this very night. Um, I was in the hospital again, the first time I almost died. And the doctors the first time said that they didn't understand how I was still laughing and smiling and that if I did not come to the hospital, I would have been dead within a week. 
and I almost didn't go to the hospital because I didn't have health insurance at the time, which is very interesting. But um, here I find myself eight months later messaging my naturopathic doctor because I was experiencing some symptoms. I feel like I want to tell you guys who do not know I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in January of 2015. So I ended up having um, surgery, I had a bowel resection, and then they put me on medication. And then I, um, right shortly after the surgery, I met my now partner, Adam, and I thought everything was going to be fine. And then I slowly started to decline. Um, I really was declining in October because that's when he sent me to his naturopathic doctor, Rondolin. And then Probably for the next six months, I continued to decline very rapidly. I was scared of the doctor because of what I was learning through about holistic health. And I thought my naturopathic doctor could do it. I soon found out that I was too far gone and I did need medical intervention. And as I was declining... My body was speaking to me very loudly. I started losing my hair by the brushful because of malnourishment and long-term steroid use. Slowly and slowly, I became more and more weak until I could not get up off the couch for more than a, you know, a minute at a time. I couldn't hold myself up in the shower to shower. And if you had placed me on the ground with nothing to grab, I could not get up. I couldn't get myself up. So, and I know I shared that part of my story before. And this was, I was just slowly, slowly declining. And at the time, I had already gone through a, a spiritual awakening. And this was sort of like my second integration of my first awakening. And so as I was doing my due diligence to heal... I was watching all these YouTube videos and I was, I was, man, I was preparing my mindset. In my mind, life was nothing but a miracle and I could create the life that I wanted. I could heal instantaneously. All was love. Um, and, and that, that supported me very much and, and supported my attitude. I was able to craft my attitude to one of healing as my body was continually declining where I had to drop out of college, could not work, and eventually I was couch-bound. And yet, I still didn't go to the doctor. I was avoiding it. Even when my hair started falling out, I was avoiding it. I was telling Adam, like, well, maybe I'm, like, malting for the summertime. Just, like, dumb shit. I was focused so much on my positive mindset that I was ignoring the feedback from my physical body. And then I continued to decline. And before you know it, I was taking a lot of supplements, like 50 supplements a day. And before you know it, I um, I couldn't swallow the pills without gagging. I couldn't drink water without gagging. Water. My partner had to force feed me water, beg me to drink it because I was, my body couldn't take it. I was, it was, I didn't want to go in. 
I was, I gagged up my pills a couple of times because my body did not want to intake anything. And yet I still didn't go to the doctor because I was focused on my positive mindset and I was seeing all the things that were abundant, abundant in my life and all the possibilities that my future held because of this, this moment of, of disease that I had had. And I knew that if I ever got a fever, if I had, if, if I ever got a fever, I was going to go back to the hospital because, um, the first time around I had had some infections and I knew that what a fever was a sign of. So one night I ate dinner. My dad was over and I didn't feel good afterwards. And I would eat dinner on the floor because I couldn't sit at the table. And so Adam would come with me. Wow. I haven't talked about that. Adam would come and sit on the floor with me and we eat dinner at the living room table because I couldn't sit on the chair. It hurt too much. And yet I still ignored my body because I wanted to craft my mindset and I wanted to be connected to the divine. And then this night, my temperature started raising. And it wasn't quite a fever, but it scared me because we both knew how sick I was. I was thin. Um, I wasn't unaware that I was sick, but I was avoiding the severity of it. And so we emailed my naturopathic doctor, who is an angel, and got back to us quickly and said it was time to go to the hospital which I had been avoiding and avoiding and avoiding because the last time I was at the hospital they tried to fit me for a colostomy bag just in case I needed it and I ended up puking in my hospital bed out of nerves so we decided we Adam and I cried that night because it felt like we lost a battle and we drove to uh did we go to Medina We drove to the hospital downtown because I'm in a little city and normally every time I went to my little city hospital, they would, they would take me in an ambulance down to the main hospital downtown in Cleveland. So we just drove to that hospital and I was having a hard time breathing, especially because of the nerves of what was going on. And we got into a parking lot after a really somber ride and started walking into the ER and I had to stop because I couldn't I couldn't walk that far. I hadn't walked that far in a really long time. Adam couldn't even hold me up. So I had to stop, wait, and then he brought me on a wheelchair to bring me back in. And so he wheeled me in and at that time I had pushed my body harder than I pushed it in a really long time and I was I was feeling just like it was a little hard to breathe. Um, obviously I, not obviously, but my added, as a, (laughs) me as a patient, I'm always happy. That's just me. My doctors told me that that was the thing that was going to get me through it was that attitude. And so I did my best to keep it. And so as we were in the ER, it was kind of smirking as I was telling the, the nurse was what was going on. And she brought me in triage. And normally when you go into the ER, you go into triage, which they take all your stats and then they push you back out into the waiting room until they find a room for you. And so she took me back in triage and she started taking my stats and I could tell something on her face was not right. 
And she kept, she, she took them over and over and was really confused because she said the way that my blood pressure was paired with my um, heart rate, I shouldn't be alive. And so they took me up and straight delivered me straight up to the ICU. And um, I don't quite remember too much of, of ICU. I just remember a lot of doctors. And I was, I was aware the whole time. I just don't have the memory. Um, I just remember a lot of doctors <clears throat> hooking me up to fluids. And I was in the hospital. I was in ICU for a few hours and then they moved me into a room. And after some time, I was in there for a few days. They did some tests. Long story short, uh, my surgeon who consult consulted the few times I was in the hospital came back to tell me the results of my CT scan. And he said that I had, um, I had ulcers from my colon all the way up my digestive tract. And he talked about taking my colon out completely. And I told him no. And we discussed options. And then he told me that if I come back in the hospital again with ulcerations this severe, that my, he would remove my colon and parts of my intestine, I believe. And that was a wake-up call. And because I wasn't listening to the feedback of my body, that night I almost died, which if we didn't go to the hospital, I could have died at home. And then he, the doctor staring at me and say, if you come back, you're losing your colon. And I... <laughs> That was the last time I've been that sick because I started listening. I started not being scared of the feedback of my body. I want you guys to think about the importance of this because I was ignoring the feedback of my body through positivity and spirituality. And we are in bodies. <laughs> we're on earth. Whatever your worldview is, we're humans. We live in this environment with our senses. And think about if I was actually listening to the feedback of my body, not being scared of what it was saying, because that really was, that was it. I was scared. When my hair started falling out the night we were playing Zelda, I was scared as fuck. And I ignored it because it scared me. And if I would have learned to listen to that internal feedback sooner, maybe I wouldn't have gotten so sick that now five and a half years later, I'm still on my healing journey from that day. And even from prior to that, maybe I would have went and got treatment earlier. Maybe it wouldn't have gotten so bad. And I think people get tripped up with this because when we look at reality, we can get caught in all of the things that are real and not give ourselves room to imagine and play. And that's bullshit as well. Because that's the integration of the two. 
if I would had allowed myself to see and feel the feedback of my body, and let me let me let me add in here that although this was a disease, this was a manifestation of a disease, and that feedback in my body was coming from a disease, put money on it. My belief is that disease came from blocked and, and stuck emotion and trauma. So that's just a really long and a large and magnified picture of internal feedback because stress is the number one cause of disease and that's an emotion. So I just want to make that very, very clear because I do teach internal feedback based off of emotional mastery. It's the same shit. And if I would have gone earlier, if I would have had that mindset that I had started crafting for myself and that spiritual belief system and that abundance mindset without being scared to listen what the body was asking for and what it was telling me and what it was scared to see, I could have gotten treatment earlier, which then could have shifted my life majorly. And I could have still known that I could help myself. I would have still known that I have, I could heal because even after the night I almost died, I never stopped believing that I was going to be good. I just got a really big fat ass slap in the face to not ignore what was happening in my physical reality and my physical body. My body knows it was screaming at me to heal and I wasn't listening. It was screaming at me that there was something wrong and I wasn't listening. And now, because of that crazy deep experience the way that I my relationship is with the feedback of my body is much different than I see in a lot of people and even a lot of leaders and so I want to bring this message that looking at reality and seeing what's going on in this in this physical reality does not mean that you are missing out on your possibility and your vision and the thriving life that you're creating for yourself. It just means that you could actually not let yourself dig a fucking ditch that you got to crawl out of for five years or more. This journey might be never ending for me in my lifetime. Maybe it could have been if I would have listened to my body sooner. Even before that initial hospital visit in 2015. So my message to you is to listen and not allow it to become so severe that a long-term healing process has to take you away from the life that you're creating. And when I say that, I do not regret my past. That was one of the best things that have ever happened to me in order for me to become the woman that I've always wanted to become. And I don't think that everybody has to create a tragic trauma for themselves in order to see who they are becoming. We are community. We are, we are a global community that gets to learn from each other. We get to learn from the past. My past is your past. If you vibe with me, of course. So hear me when I tell you that these, these emotions that we're experiencing in our body, whether they're preferred or unpreferred, it's time to start to listen. It's time to let them guide us. 
it's time to integrate our mental, created mental, beautiful narrative of, of this beautiful world that we believe or that we want to see with our body that's catching up to that vision. With our body that's slowly changing in this buffer of time. And that happens through really honing in on our emotions and our emotional mastery and how our emotions feel physically as sensations in our body. Feelings are made to be felt. That doesn't mean that we can't emotionally manage our way to feel better because I'm all about that. That means that we feel free when our emotions arise. We feel free to explore. We feel free to listen. Our body feels free to tell us. And that was the second time that I almost died in order to learn that lesson. And I make sure every day that that is never going to happen to me again. And if I forget, and if I start neglecting my body, eventually I come back around to that and I remember it and I make change. And then every time... I find myself neglecting and then and then remembering and creating change. I become one step more integrated of the woman that I know I'm becoming. The woman that I've always been. It's 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 non-linear healing, man. I'm going to end. We're at 30 minutes. This was supposed to be a nugget. It turned into a whole podcast episode. This all came from these human design sessions that I'm doing because I, what I love about it is human design, no matter what type you are, what your profile is, no matter what anything, it's based off of, of internal feedback, mind-body connection, mind-body integration. And so that's how I teach you at least. Um, I would love to have a session with you if you feel called... Uh, my favorites are the leadership and entrepreneurial sessions. I do do just general readings. You can find everything at the link in my show notes. And that that's what I have for you today. Please message me. Please tag me. Um, all of my DMs are open for questions or comments or breakthroughs. Thank you so much for giving me your time. I very much appreciate it. And I hope this landed and supports you and being committed to learning and integrating your mind and body. Bye guys.